0: You found your home for real sports talk, for real sports fans, 1700 KBGG.
1: Trent of back with you. It's our number two here, the Ken Miller Show with Trent of on 1700 KBGG. Right now, we're going to get back into college football. Take a bigger view, though, and look at the national perspective. College football playoff coming up on Monday. We'll be off on Monday enjoying those football games and back at it next Tuesday, but right now we welcome in our old friend. He's from the Sporting News, the national college football writer over there. It's Bill Bender joining us on the show. What's happening, Bill? Hey, not much, Trent? How are you? Uh, Doing pretty well. You know, yesterday I was playing in their bowl game. Ken, he's down in Memphis getting ready for Iowa State. I'm stuck here in uh, negative temperatures in Iowa, so a little bit of jealousy uh, running over me, but... You're in Cleveland right now, so it's not like you're sitting in Florida sunning and funnin' at the moment.
2: No, yeah, you know, we we're just hanging around uh, doing some family things around the Cleveland area, and then, you know, obviously I'm not going to a semifinal, which is in a couple warm places, and then we'll head down to Atlanta for the title game. But, uh, you know, it really got going yesterday, I thought. You mm-hmm. know, like you mentioned Iowa. Texas played well. Um, you know, Purdue was impressive as well. So I think that's kind of the mark. Uh, and we got Virginia Navy going on right now, where we're getting some really good bowl games going on.
1: Well, we do. Uh, we got Navy Virginia happening right now. Navy out to a 14-7 lead in that one. Later today, Oklahoma State, Virginia Tech. It'll be our first uh, matchup to two teams in the top 25. So a fun slate. You know, we, we get some good games finally here this evening. It, it feels like this week bowl season really got here. You know, we talk about some of the other games, Bill, but, but this is the real time for bowl season in my mind.
2: Yeah, and, and you know, conference pride kicks in. I think the Big 10 really got off to a nice start mm-hmm. last night. You know, they've got eight bowl teams. This is a big bowl season for the Big 10 in general. And uh to have Iowa finish that game the way they did last night and uh you know, cuz they that could have gone the other way. I mean, they yeah. get the turnover and then they they immediately score after that. That was huge. And then Purdue capping off a 7 and 6 year under Brom. And that sets up all these other big games. I mean, if the big the Big Ten, if you look at it, there they should go six and two or better. And if they go like seven and one, that'd be quite a statement.
1: Yes, it really would, and and maybe catapult to something going forward next season. Hey, uh, Iowa with the win, Purdue with the win, two teams looking to maybe build their way back up that rung in the Big Ten West. Everybody is chasing Wisconsin. I I know it's way too early to take a look at it, but. The Badgers, I think they lose quite a bit defensively, but their offensive line is going to be intact next year. Hornbrook and Taylor will be back, the quarterback and running back. There's still going to be a pretty big gap, at least going into the year between Wisconsin and everybody in the West, right?
2: Yeah, I mean, but like you said, they're going to have to fill in those defensive holes. Um, I think a lot of people are going to be talking about Nebraska all off season with Scott Frost, and then they're, yeah. they're going to wonder if they can catch them, but I think Scott Frost will obviously – They'll have work to do there. It's not going to happen overnight. So I think that's one to watch. And then another one would be, uh you no know, Iowa. Iowa, you know, what are they going to do next? They've been kind of that team that's last team to win the Big Ten West not, that wasn't Wisconsin and uh, always getting a fistfight with them. So I think those are the two teams that, that kind of seem like the most logical challengers.
1: I want to uh, get your thoughts on uh, a matchup I'm very interested in this evening. Stanford-TCU uh david shaw will be a conversation piece i know for nfl teams with black monday uh, looming here right around the corner but the stanford program a bit uneven at the beginning of the year can he ascend this program another step forward can, can he get them from a good program a program good enough to even win pac 12 titles and and get to that next step and build them up to be national championship contender good
2: well i think cleft spot would be the next step and and they- weren't close this year, quite frankly. I mean, they had the loss against San Diego State. They lost to USC early. I mean, they're a solid program, sure. Um, and he will be mentioned in those NFL jobs. But I think the next part in legitimizing that program is what, kind of what Oregon went through a couple years ago when, when they made the playoffs and then won a playoff game. You couldn't really talk about it. It's amazing the, the spin Oregon's taken since. But I think Stanford's been a steady program. They're very much like you know, Iowa or Michigan state that they're, they're kind of that program in the pac 12. And, uh, but I think it would be a playoff berth would be the next step for them.
1: So Stanford tonight against TCU, big 12 back in action in that one. Uh, last mm-hmm. night we see big 12, Texas against Missouri and Tom Herman, uh, mocking maybe is, is the correct term, uh, Missouri uh, did, did that. How did that play to you? It's
2: harmless. I don't get too hung up on that. I mean, it's probably unnecessary would be one way to put it, but I do think Tom Herman's got them rolling. I mean, if you look at they're in a bowl game, they want a bowl game. That's step in the right direction. Um, They lost close, a lot of close games this year, and if they can flip some of them, they they can turn that into a 9- or 10-win team next year. And I think they're not all that far off, given the resources they have, the recruiting class they just brought in, and Tom Herman's general candor and energy and the things he brings as a head coach, they're not all that far off from competing for Big 12 championships.
1: All right, uh, one other game before we get to the big ones. We're talking with Bill Bender from the Sporting News. Tomorrow, the Sun Bowl, it's uh, the oddity bowl, if you will, the one on CBS back in the day. You got to see uh, one last time. You know, the CBS uh, crew from the SEC games out there, but Arizona State, Herm Edwards taking over. It has been... Uh, Looked at as, well, a pretty big laughing stock at this point. But they expected their coordinators to stay on. Now both those guys have left over under two and a half years. Herma Edwards, does he survive that?
2: I mean, you know, I I will see. I I think my thoughts on them haven't changed. I think it's an odd hire. I don't know if it'll work. I I have my doubts that it'll work. I do know from a just pure mentor standpoint, you can't pick much of a better guy than Herm Edwards. But we all know that this sport is – More than that, it's it's also about wins and losses and competing for championships. And I'm not sure it will work. I mean, especially with both coordinators building so quick, so it'll be interesting. I I mean, he will be a good soundbite. He already has been, but uh, just one of the most peculiar hires of the coaching carousel. We have one of those every year, but this one, I think people will be interested, and uh, we'll find out more. They they played Michigan State early next year. That'll be a fun game to watch.
1: Yeah, looking forward to that one. Bill Bender already taking a look forward to 2018, and that's uh, another reason we love having Bill onto the show. He always knows what's going on and coming up next. Uh, speaking of coming up next, Cotton Bowl, Ohio State-USC. It's a big-name game. It's got the brands. It has those things. But, but motivation, motivation level on both sides, two teams that before the year were thinking college football playoff, and here they are not in the playoff. Who has more motivation in this game?
2: I think both teams, they were kind of the the two teams that win conference championships and get left out, have two losses, expected more this year. And I don't think it'll take long for both of them to get acclimated. I think they're, that could be the best bowl game of the New Year's Day six outside of the playoff because these are proud brands, strong traditions. you got Sam Darnold looking for another big win on one side and Urban Meyer and Ohio State, you know, and kind of want to show the committee what you missed. Um, so, I think it adds up to something special. I, I did pick Ohio State to win a close one, um, but I wouldn't be surprised if it goes the other way. And obviously, I, I've been lobbying the whole time. I wish they could move that game to Pasadena just because that's the <laughs> tradition those two teams are so used to.
1: Yeah, I, I'm right there with you. Be great to see. Instead, in Pasadena, we are going to see Baker Mayfield swaggering out onto the field with his Oklahoma teammates going up against Georgia. Uh, this are the two games. I know. Clemson, Alabama 3 is getting all the headlines, but I think I might be even a little bit more intrigued with this one. I think that that, that other game, the nightcap, will be a more physical one. This one maybe has a chance to be a little bit more entertaining. You go down that road with me?
2: Yeah, because I I, I think I don't know what to expect. And I've broken this game down and done all the numbers work and number crunching and matchup stuff. You can do all that, but I've been telling people all along: you kind of just need to see it. You, you need to see how Georgia's defense kind of handles attacking Baker Mayfield and how he adjusts to that, then you need to see can Oklahoma really slow down this just relentless Georgia running game. And I I can see this going a blowout either way. But what I ultimately think will happen is they get in kind of a mini shootout in the second half and I think Oklahoma's going to win that game. But in terms of just entertainment value and contrast of styles, yeah, it's probably more intriguing in that regard, but the later games of the heavyweights and the history and all that kind of stuff takes over, and I think most people believe the winner of the late game is going to win it all. At least I'm on that one.
1: Mm-hmm. And and I understand that, and I think I'm on the both sides. Rooting interest-wise, I guess I'm rooting for Oklahoma. It's at least a Big 12 team in our base here, the Big 10 and the Big 12. I guess that's where my rooting interest lies. But that nightcap, it is Alabama-Clemson. Clemson, that defensive front, so, so good. It hasn't been the same Alabama team, but finally a healthy Alabama team. How much different is this uh, squad going to look for Saban and company as opposed to what we saw there at the end of November?
2: We're going to find out. I mean, I think they will look better. I think on offense, they've got to protect. I mean, that Alabama offensive line, they've got a task in slowing down Clemson. They're going to have to be a lot better than on third down. They were uh, 2 of 15 on third down conversions in last year's title game, and that's not something to take lightly they haven't been that great on third down this year so i think that's one key and then on the other side can they really get after kelly bryant can they slow down clemson another team with endless running backs can can they slow them down so i think you know in both of these games you got to kind of wonder which running backs will get the hot hand and that'll go a long way in determining who wins
1: so a year ago we had the uh the pomp and circumstance happening with lane kiffin what was going on there this year though it's not Kiffin. Jeremy Pruitt taking over at Tennessee. Is this going to be an impact? Do you, do you buy in at all that this is going to uh, to hurt Alabama in their preparation?
2: No, because I don't think he would leave. I, you know, he's not going to leave for Tennessee after the first game. That's yeah. what happened last year. And remember, Alabama went through this with Kirby Smart. The early signing period's already right. through. I know he's going to have to adjust to a new job at Tennessee. But these guys are professionals and. I mean, Nick Saban's been through this ride several times in his ten-year ten-year tenure, tenure, and I think it's a little le- less unstable than the whole Lane Kiffin situation got to last year because we're dealing with a personality like Jeremy Pruitt, who's a lot different than Lane Kiffin. Yes,
1: a lot different. Well, you said you're you're going with the winner of Clemson, Alabama, in the title game. We'll find out who it is. Uh, obviously, when we talk to you again next week and what that matchup is going to be uh besides those though what else uh going up and leading into it is the most exciting for you what's the game that still sticks out that you're looking forward to before we get to the semifinals
2: i think ucf auburn will be fun you mm-hmm. know i think they'll get after it and seeing if ucf can actually finish unbeaten and what kind of conversations that starts about the group of five um you know penn state washington that those are two teams with a lot of momentum going into next year and you know, pretty much, I, I love the Big Ten SEC matchups, I always have. And I think South Carolina and Michigan are going to play with a little pop, especially after I saw on Twitter last night they were fighting over bowling. So uh, <laughs> there's going to be some edge to that game, and there always is when Jim Harbaugh and Will Muschamp are on the field.
1: All right, final thing. Alex Hornybrook in Wisconsin against the turnover chain. Uh, which way did this go? It, it, you can make compelling arguments, I think, on both sides here. Either Miami is a paper tiger. We saw that at the end of the year. Or it's Hornybrook against a team that forces turnovers. He's going to throw five picks in the game. What side are you on?
2: Well, again, this is another one you kind of got to see how motivated both teams are, and you almost got to have to wait to see it on the field. I, I think, I think Wisconsin is a better team, and they should win, but you're asking a lot to go play a home game at Miami, especially if they're ready to roll with that defense that creates turnovers, as you mentioned. So I took the Hurricanes in a close one. Um, Another one, but but again, if the Big Ten wins two of those three of the New Year's Day six bulls there, and I think that'll be go a long way in the perception of the conference going into next year.
1: Bill Bender with the sporting news. Hey, Bill, always appreciate it. We will uh, track you down next week. We'll know what those champion that championship game is going to look like. Enjoy all the bowl games and enjoy Cleveland.
2: I appreciate it, Trent. Thanks so much. Take care,
1: Bill Bender with the sporting news. Joining us here on the Ken Miller Show with Trent in seventeen hundred. KBGG we're going to shift our attention next not just to the games but inside the numbers we go out to Vegas next Jason symbol with CG technology he's going to stop by we'll get the numbers for college football how people are betting on the Iowa State Memphis game I'll look forward to college basketball big 12 play gets started tomorrow night Iowa State K-State where Jason's going to open up with that point spread we'll do it next here we'll take a look at the NFL week number 17 And a whole lot more. A good friend, Jason Symbol, with CG Technology to Vegas next, right here on 1700 KBGG.
0: Sunday night, Monday night, and Thursday night football from Westwood One, only on 1700
1: KBGG. Trust, quality, value, just some of the words that have been used by Wolf Construction Roofing customers to describe their experience. Wolf Construction Roofing works on residential and commercial roofing, including single-family and multi-family homes, tear-offs, specialty roofing, and gutters. Wolf Construction has grown into a roofing machine that installs and re-roofs nearly two million square feet of roofing each year wolf construction has been given the super service award from angie's list and is accredited with the better business bureau call them today for your free estimate wolf construction roofing 515-216-3643 that's 515-216-3643 and online wolfconstruction.net
3: start spreading the news Variety's Black Tie Gala, New York, New York, is set for January 19th. Black Tie is a gala evening emceed by Des Moines native David Anthony Higgins, known for his role in hit television show Mike and Molly. The evening features cocktails, dinner, and dancing. Variety, the children's charity, works to improve the lives of underprivileged, at risk, and special needs children by gifting bikes, building inclusive playgrounds, providing support to critically ill children, and more. Join us January 19th at Black Tie to ensure all children are able to reach their full potential. Get your tickets for Variety's Black Tie at varietyiowa.com backslash black tie.
4: Show them your love, show them you care. Gifts sent as cash, your gift gets there. Come to a store, their hearts will soar. Best gift is cash, gifts
0: they'll adore. Get your gifting needs wrapped up today with Western Union. For $5, send up to $50 for pickup at over 43,000 U.S. agent locations. This is sending the best gift of all. This is Western Union. Fees and taxes may vary by brand, channel, and location and are subject to change without notice. NMLS 906983.
1: Central Iowa Vapors is a family-owned business founded by a mother and a father with two kids all born and raised right here in Iowa. The owners of Central Iowa Vapors said e-cigs worked for them and it was time to share it with everyone. Central Iowa Vapors has helped 79,142 smokers make the switch today. Can you be the 100,000 customer we help? Visit us online at iowaesigs.com for location details and always remember, it's not smoke, it's vapor.
4: Cumulus Media Des Moines encourages you to shop local, buy local this holiday season. Our local businesses are the lifeblood of our communities and a major driving force for the local economy, contributing to the tax base, which in turn supports our schools and helps to keep our infrastructure updated. Money spent locally supports all of us here and is very important to maintaining our way of life. 1700 KBGG encourages you to shop local this holiday season. Shop Local is brought to you by these fine local businesses. The Funky Zebras, Clive, Phone and Fix, and Hawkeye Hi, I'm Baron Geiger, President at Caring Hands in Altoona. For 15 years, Caring Hands has been providing food, clothing, and other types of assistance to our neighbors here in the Southeast Polk community in Pleasant Hill and in Bondurant. We'd like to take this opportunity to thank our many donors and volunteers. Together, we have provided over 180,000 meals and over 30,000 items of clothing this year. If you're interested in partnering or helping out at Caring Hands, you can find all the information you need at our website, caringhandsiowa.org. On behalf of all of us from here at Caring Hands, we'd like to wish you a very merry
3: That's fooddudesdelivery.com. You don't need more sports, but you want more sports. Rockstar Satellite can fix that with free next-day installation on DirecTV. Call Rockstar Satellite, 515-262-STAR. Call today for next-day installation, 515-262-STAR.
5: You ever wonder what you look like with a full, natural head of hair? Well, find out. Mr. Executive lets you try before you buy.
1: Hey guys, Trent Condon here from 1700. You've been hearing me for a couple of months talk about New Leaf Wellness. I'm on a couple of programs helping me lose weight and it has worked outstanding for me. The two treatment programs that I'm on right now, the GAC and the MIC, helping me with my energy levels, weight loss, increasing muscle tone. It's worked wonderfully for me. New Leaf Wellness has a lot of different programs they can help with guys out there. Low testosterone, maybe you're battling migraines, looking to lose weight, or maybe you just hit a plateau in your workout system. New Leaf Wellness can help you Like they've helped me. What I want you to do, give them a call today, 515-650-1358. That's 650-1358. Give them a call. Let's feel better together. New year right around the corner. It's New Leaf Wellness, 650-1358. Real sports
0: talk for real sports fans. Back to Miller and Condon on 1700 KBGG.
1: We take you up until 2 o'clock this afternoon. It's the Ken Miller Show with Trent Condon on 1700 KBGG. Ken, he's down in Memphis, and I uh, heard from him earlier today. We'll check in one more time tomorrow afternoon with Ken, get the latest with Iowa State in their preparation for the Liberty Bowl again against Memphis. But joining us right now on the phone line, he is the director over at the CG Technologies, gives us the numbers each and every week. It's Jason symbol What's up, Jason? Trent, how you doing, bud? I'm doing well. I'm excited. We got bowl games going on this afternoon. We, we had them the last couple of days. This to me, this week when we finally get here, we get past Christmas, this really feels like bowl season. How's the handle been? Uh, people making their way through the books here in these, these weird afternoon games?
6: Oh, yeah, I agree. Once Christmas gets past, you know, we've got a nice week of fun games. You know, of course, here on Pacific Time, I get to wake up, and at 10.30 a.m., I've got Virginia against Navy in the first game of the day. Uh, action's been picking up steadily, and I think tomorrow, once people really start getting into town for the uh, for the New Year's Eve weekend, it'll get really, really busy.
1: Well, let's take a, a peek at the locals. Yesterday, obviously, Iowa uh, gets the victory against Boston College. They were a slight favorite, I think two and a half, some threes that were out there. Uh, How would you guys do on the Iowa-Boston College game yesterday?
6: We did quite well on that game. In fact, that was actually our best game of the day. We actually we needed Iowa there, obviously. But they went out right. Uh, people bet on Boston College. You could see that that line did go down to 2.5, as you mentioned. It was 3, went down to 2.5. That indicates that the money came in on Boston College. So good for us that Iowa got
1: there. Uh, Iowa State, they'll be playing Saturday. It'll be the first game, 11.30 a.m. Central time, against Memphis, Start with just this matchup, and it's in the home stadium for Memphis, but the crowd's going to be a 50-50 split. It's the home field advantage but not home crowd advantage. How do you work that into the point spread?
6: Yeah, you, you do have to work it into the point spread a little bit, and it comes into the fact of the motivation thing. A lot of times teams are demotivated for a lot of these bowl games, but you figure when you're playing in your home stadium and you're going to have at least 50% of the fans, probably a little bit more, uh, it would keep you a little bit motivated. So I don't think that that's going to be an issue uh, with with Memphis. And in terms of Iowa State, I don't think that's going to be an issue either. You know, they've had a, a surprisingly good year, better than expectations, and because of that they're going to really be motivated to win this game.
1: I saw you guys were at 3.5 in that one uh, earlier today. Still at 3.5, Memphis the favorite?
6: Yep, Memphis is a 3.5-point favorite. That number was 3 when we originally opened this game way back when. Uh, so early action on Memphis there. Uh, we'll see as we get a little bit closer to kickoff what's going to happen uh, with the betting handle in this game. The one thing to keep in mind here is the total. Uh, 66 is a really big number, but considering that Memphis has scored, you know, I'm looking at their schedule, their last five games, they scored 56-41, 66-70, and 55 points. Uh, so you figure that that total actually is a little bit low for a Memphis game. Uh, so it will be fun to see what happens with that.
1: And uh seeing some fours starting to pop up as well. Does that mean Memphis is the public side? Yeah,
6: Memphis has been the public side so far. You know, they've gotten uh I'm looking at it now, they've gotten about two and a half times more bets on Memphis. They're just a very fun team uh mm-hmm. to watch, so people like betting on them.
1: Uh let's go to a couple of games here today. Want to start Big Twelve team, Oklahoma State against Virginia Tech. Vatech in the past, very good in bowl games, but That was under Frank Beamer. He's still got Bud Foster there running the defense. But another one of those angles that you look at a bowl games. You mentioned motivation. We saw Kyle Whittingham win yet another game at Utah. Is that another piece that you guys have to determine more than just a regular season game? How good coaches are historically in bowl matchups?
6: Absolutely, and there's a lot of times it has to do with the perception, right? Public perception mm-hmm. might be that a team isn't motivated or they are motivated, so they end up betting a certain way. So it's not necessarily so much what we think the motivation is, but it's what we think the public is going to believe the motivation to be, if that makes sense.
1: No, it really does. Uh, how about the good one tonight, TCU-Stanford? I'm looking forward to this one. Field goal is the uh, number TCU favored. I-, I like the Stanford team. you got to figure Bryce Love is healthy you guys getting two-way action here, or is the public on one side or the other?
6: This is a really fun game to talk about because this is a game where the line was three and it hasn't come off three the entire time, wow. which shows you that that number, TCU minus three, was the, was the number spot on, um, you know, no lanes either way. And to me, this is a fun game because it's diff- teams just kind of going in different directions. TCU started off undefeated, and then they had a couple of rough losses to Oklahoma, And now uh, Stanford was kind of trending in the other direction, the big win against Notre Dame, and they really lost a heartbreaker to uh, USC in the Pac-12 championship game, but they really were the right side for the majority of that game. So we'll see what happens in this one. TCU, again, um, is the favorite here of minus three, and and like I said before, great two-way action, which is why the line hasn't moved.
1: Well, there's only uh, one right side, and that's the winning side, right, Jason?
6: That's right. That's the funny (laughs) part. There is only one right side, even though no matter how good your team might play, (laughs) you could
1: always lose. I felt that one plenty of times throughout this year. All right, let's uh, jump over to the Cotton Bowl. Ohio State-USC, not what you'd expect before the year, I think, for both of these teams. It was college football playoff or bust for both of them. I see that line continues to creep up. You guys are now the highest on the strip, up to eight with the Buckeyes as the favorite.
6: Yeah, this line has crept up. We had we had some really uh, respected bettors bet Ohio State. They bet minus 6.5. They bet it again at minus 7. And then they bet it again at minus 7.5, which is why we're at 8. I do think that U- USC money is going to get here. Like I said before, the public is really starting to show up tomorrow for, the, for a long holiday weekend. And, you know, we do get a lot of Los Angeles folks coming into town. And USC is the hometown team playing tomorrow night. The money line for USC is plus 250, and I really think that's where people are going to tend to play it. They're going to see that this line is big. USC's got a chance to win outright. They're going to take the plus 250, and we're going to be in a position where if Ohio State can win this game by one through six, we'll be really, really happy.
1: All right, let's uh, go to another one of the uh, New Year's Six Bowls. Auburn Central Florida. We see one of the group of five teams get in every year. This year it's Scott Frost, at least for one final time. And you speak of motivation, Auburn, 60 minutes away from being in the college football playoff. Now they're relegated to playing a group of five team. Central Florida, they know their coach is done after this football game. How do you measure motivation here as you guys have Auburn favored by 10?
6: This is a perfect example of kind of what we talked about because you know you would the normal thing would be Central Florida is going to really come to play because this is their showcase game they're undefeated they really want to make a statement but then their coach is on the way out so do they want to play for him or does that kind of say wait you're leaving why should I try so it's really interesting in Auburn as you said really with a with a heartbreaking loss to Georgia to end the season and and fail to. Uh, fail to get into the playoff. So that's why I really think that that's an interesting game. Uh, what, this game actually opened with a line of 9.5, Auburn minus 9.5. It's up to 10, so early action on Auburn. But I think 10 is about the right number, and I think that's where it's going to stay.
1: College football playoff games, Georgia, Oklahoma, and the Rose Bowl, and then the nightcap Alabama-Clemson, part three of that, a fun series that has developed over the last couple of seasons. 50-50 action on both sides. Is it leaning on either of the games one way or the other? Where are you guys sitting right now?
6: Yeah, we've actually, in the first game, uh, Georgia-Oklahoma, we've seen uh, the action lean towards Georgia early on. The line is, uh, we opened the line uh, Oklahoma minus one, and right now Georgia is a a one-and-a-half point favorite. So the line is flipped here uh, with Georgia getting the majority of the action, and that's mostly respected action. What we've seen in this game is that the ticket count is pretty even. In fact, Oklahoma's had slightly more tickets, but we've had about two-and-a-half times more money on Georgia so it just means that the early sharp bets have come in on Georgia. I do expect the public to back Oklahoma as we get closer to kickoff.
1: And having the uh, Heisman Trophy winner will be a big piece of that one. Guessing the public is normal there on Alabama.
6: Yeah, public on Alabama. That's another one where we've seen a bit of a line move. Um, you know, people figuring that Georgia, uh, sorry, that Clemson being the number one seed would be the favorite. Not the case. We open this game Alabama minus one. And we actually took some respected bets on Alabama. They laid minus one, and they laid minus two, and they laid minus two and a half, which is why we're all the way up to three. Public also backing Alabama, so we're going to be rooting for Clemson, it seems, so far in this game.
1: All right, let's jump over week 17 of the NFL. You know, most weeks it's pretty cut and dry. You guys have your power numbers. You guys kind of generate some things. Maybe you'll shade a line one way or the other with different circumstances that are out there. But Week 17 is completely different because of, well, motivation, a factor we talked about in bowl games. Do you like Week 17 more than the others, or is it your least favorite week?
6: My least favorite week by far. There's just so (laughs) much uncertainty in the week. So when you come up with an opening point spread, you're basing that opening point spread on kind of what we talked about before. What's the motivation and who do we think are going to play? And then, of course, a day or two later, You know, for example, the L.A. Rams will decide, you know what, we're not playing anybody, and then the number has to move eight points. So it's really, really difficult to gauge what these teams are going to do for Week 17.
1: And and I'm going to guess there's probably some pros out there that find this week to be great because there's so many middling opportunities for them.
6: Absolutely. There's a ton of them. You know, I look at what happened. uh, There's a game. Here's a perfect example of a game that nobody's going to really watch. Nobody's going to care about. The only thing that matters is draft positioning, and that's the Texans and the Colts, where the Colts opened as a three and a half point favorite over the Texans, and then all of a sudden we find out today DeAndre Hopkins isn't going to play. That number now goes to four and a half. Who else isn't going to play? You're going to end up in a situation where, you know, you could have taken the Colts minus three and a half, and you can get the Texans. Uh, plus seven if you really want, because uh, that number is going to climb up when you know these teams decide to bench these guys.
1: Yeah, it, it is wild to see. Uh, w- one game is intriguing. The Rams, as they're going to be sitting people out, no golf, no girly, against this resurgent 49ers team that just keeps winning, an impressive one against Jacksonville. Here comes San Francisco, a three-point favorite at the Rams. What would have this spread been if it would have been played a week before, if this game would have been in week 16?
6: Oh boy, that's a good question. I do think that this line you're looking at probably, I'd say, definitely north of a touchdown. Considering that you know the, the Niners would have had two decent wins. Let's just assume that they hadn't played Jacksonville, mm-hmm. which is really where they looked the strongest. And you know we know that the Rams, based on the statistics that we use, are one of the top three teams in the league. So it certainly would have been north of a touchdown. And here we are sitting here now. Where uh, the Rams are only a three-point favorite, but a lot of that has to do with the injuries. This number, we you know, this number would have come in at uh, you know, somewhere around the six and a half, I think, with uh with the all of the guys for the Rams playing. But the Forty ers are getting a lot of love based on what Garoppolo's done. In fact, we actually needed the Jags last week because so many people have been betting the Niners since Garoppolo's gotten there.
1: With the Jimmy G train, I jumped on early, and uh, I've been very happy about that one. One of the few here lately in the NFL. At least for me. Hey, uh, one more thing before we let you go. We're talking with Jason symbol from CG Technology. Uh, College basketball, just wanted to get uh your thoughts. Big 12 conference play gets started up tomorrow. Iowa State will be hosting Kansas State. I saw offshore uh, a number has been released. Iowa State favored by a, a two at Hilton Coliseum. Have you guys come out with your openers for the games tomorrow yet?
6: Nothing yet. Usually we, what we do is uh, probably about like 5 or 6 p.m., uh, You know, local time here. We'll put up the numbers for tomorrow, Uh, but that's definitely right in the range where we'll be.
1: Right in that area. Iowa State by two. Big 12 play, basketball, football. A busy time. Thanks for carving out some time for us today, Jason. Thanks, Trent. Talk to you soon. You bet. That's Jason Simple joining us. CG Technology and uh, great conversation always with him. Love that talk each and every week. And a big thank you to Jason for joining us here on the show. We'll come back. Put a cap on things on the other side. We're going to get back into the National Football League as the voice of the Kansas City Chiefs, Mitch Holtis, will be joining us. Speaking of the Kansas City Chiefs, that was one of the questions I had on there, didn't get to, uh, was about Kansas City and what the point spread movement was now with Alex Smith sitting down, Pat Mahomes getting the start. The point spread at CG Technology right now for Kansas City at Denver is the Broncos favored by three and a half? We'll talk with Mitch about the quarterback for Week 17. This Chiefs team locked into the number four seed. Who do you want to see in that divisional round, wild card round, excuse me, playoff game? All to come here, Mitch Holtis, the voice of the Chiefs, and your home and away voice for Kansas City Chiefs football is right here. 1700 KBGG.
0: News, talk, sports. Yeah, we got all that online at 1700kbgg.com.
1: online washersystems.com season's greetings and a big thank you to all the donors of children and families of iowa cfi provides valuable services to children and their families who are struggling with life's challenges regardless of their financial situations this holiday season please consider making a charitable gift of your support to cfi your partnership in restoring hope will make a difference in the lives of individuals working and living in iowa visit cfiowa.org for more information or to make a gift online
4: This is Jake Sweezy from 1700 KBGG. In a car crash, unbuckled passengers can become projectiles and increase the risk of hurting or killing others in the car by 40%. Make zero fatalities your goal. Buckle up every seat,
0: every time. Ow, ow. Yep, you guessed it. I'm a speed bump, so I've got one job. I slow you down. So imagine how I feel about Geico, who does way more. Like, not only could they save you money on car insurance... But they've been around for over 75 years, giving people fast and friendly claim service. Ow, ow. Plus, they got a nifty mobile app that gives you 24-7 access. Ow, ow. Just doing my job, buddy. GEICO. Expect great savings and a whole lot more.
4: Get organized inside and out at the Store More, Save More event going on right now at the Home Depot clutter in a big way with the home depot's hdx four-tier shelf it's a special buy just 1988 it's easily assembled with no tools required and it can handle up to 600 pounds of your stuff storage needs come in all shapes and sizes so do storage solutions at the store more save more event only at the home depot more saving more doing Valid through february 4th available in store online while supplies last
1: dot com.
6: Hello from all of us at Susan G. Komen Greater Iowa. My name is Stephanie and I am the new Marketing and Development Director located right here in our West Des Moines office location. We want to send out a huge thank you to each and every one of you who have supported Komen throughout 2017 with your participation in our events, fundraising efforts and volunteerism. Without you we cannot realize a world without breast cancer. On behalf of all of us at Komen Greater Iowa, we wish you happy holidays and hope to see you all on February 10th at the 5th Annual Pink in the Rink, hosted by the Iowa Wild. Visit our website at comangreateriowa.org to purchase your tickets today.
0: Here we go! Back to Iowa's only local sports show over your lunch hour. Yeah, Here's Ken and Trent.
1: Trent got back with you, running solo here today on the Ken Miller Show with Trent Con in 1700 KBGG. Final segment of the day. Mitch Holt is scheduled to uh, join us. Mitch's phone is off though, so we will see if we get a hold of him. If not, though. Uh, Maybe check him down tomorrow. A lot of NFL conversation, obviously, uh, coming up on the show tomorrow. We'll uh, take our final look as Week 17 is upon us at the Chiefs, at the Bears, at the Vikings, and at the Packers as they get ready for it. And uh, we'll be doing that coming up here in just a little bit. Phone call coming in, and let's check uh, if we got Mitch Holtis here on the line with us. Mitch, is that you?
5: It is Trent. Happy New Year.
1: Happy New Year to you. Well, I'm running solo as Ken. Uh, is-
5: congratulations to the Hawkeyes with the yeah. victory over the Boston College Eagles.
1: Well, a win is a win. It didn't matter who it came against, but a five-game bowl losing streak. Any kind of victory, they they could have been playing the-, the London Monarchs of the old World Football League. They they take it right now.
5: You just drop a London Monarchs on yeah, that's that's awesome. it.
1: I did. I did. I, yeah, I, yeah, I'm prepared and if ready. You're roll. Giving, if
5: you're going to give me the Rhine Fire, then <laughs> or the uh, what was the Scottish team, the Edinburgh something's
1: Clay, anyway. clayburgs Claybourns, Clay, Clay, yeah, Clay something, yeah,
5: yeah, that's it. So <laughs> the, big world, big fan.
1: Yes, uh, I was the same way. I had all the uh, football cards, all the Pro Set cards. I, I was pumped up back in the day. Well, you got to be ready when you're running solo. And and Mitch, uh, I'm ready to go with you today, week 17. Where's
5: your? Wait a minute. Where's the Canadian? he go across the border?
1: He he. will across a couple of borders, state borders, though. He's down in Memphis, Tennessee, getting ready for Iowa State Memphis.
5: Absolutely, in the Liberty Bowl. That's cool. Yeah. Yes.
1: So uh, he's been providing us updates from down there. He'll get to hear from Coach Campbell uh, mm-hmm. this afternoon. And, yeah, it's been good. Uh, I've been sitting here freezing. And, well, it's been freezing for you, too. A little chilly down there in Casey.
5: It is, but warm since they've won three games in a row yeah. and won the uh, AFC West back-to-back for the first time in franchise history. Uh, 58 years had never been done. A little bit of a head-scratcher, but still, they did it now. And uh, I think just about the March, the week-to-week discussion uh, that I've had with you guys in a month ago, they're at 6-6 six and six and gasping for oxygen with their backs against the sheetrock, and then they have to win three straight games, and they do so in impressive fashion. I mean, double-digit victories over all three teams. Uh, the Chiefs uh, win the division, and now they've got the – enviable position of knowing where they're at and they can go into this Bronco game and approach it in a very interesting fashion
1: It's uh, Pat Mahomes getting the start and I, I think mm-hmm. that's where the conversation the excitement probably is the biggest because it's the future, it's the future of this organization the quarterback, be it next year or even you know if it's Alex Smith is brought back for another year, we know that's going to be the guy that'll get this shot What are you looking most forward to seeing him out on the field on Sunday?
5: You know, how he handles it in the regular season. And I know he's got the talent. I talked about him during our training camp reports with you guys. And I've talked about him during the preseason games with people heard on your station. Now he's got to do it in the regular season. He's never played an NFL regular season game. And when I say managing, I mean down, it's not just going back and, you know, throwing it long and try to hope to hit the 50 yarder. Down a distance, got to get the right protection calls, especially against this team because Von Miller is still going to be out there. Shaquille Barrett uh, played at Boystown in, in Omaha, is a very underrated pass rusher. Number two-ranked defense in the NFL. Right protection calls, right reads, uh, meshes on handoffs, footwork, down in distance, now what am I thinking? Getting the play call in from the sideline, relaying it into the huddle, all those things. I mean, this is He didn't have a four-quarter game in the preseason. This is his game. And then most interestingly is I want to see if he's up 17-13 with five minutes to go, how he's going to handle it. Because if you go back in his career at Texas Tech, he won a lot of 64-48 to games. And really back to his high school days at White House uh, in Texas, Tyler, Texas, he won a lot of 65-55 to games. NFL games aren't that way. So can he manage it and handle it? Uh, It's very intriguing. And then the other part of this discussion is who's around him. Mm -hmm. Who's he going to have around him blocking? Who's he going to have catching?
1: Who's he going to have running? So uh, um, another part of this, Matt Nagy, uh, the offensive coordinator, but taking over the play-calling duties. It, it seems like certainly his light has been thrust forward. You're hearing uh, his name connected with more and more jobs out there with Black Monday looming. But just for the team overall and what it's also impacted, of course the head man there and, and Andy Reid, given Nagy those play-calling duties.
5: Well, a couple of things have happened. You know, Andy's still very much involved, and he works very closely with Matt, and has nurtured and, and mentored Matt since Matt was an Arena League player. You know, trying to kind of beg his way onto an NFL staff, Andy gave him his shot. But what's happening is a couple things here: dynamics that have led to three straight wins. The team's getting out of the huddle quicker. They're, they're reaching the line of scrimmage somewhere between eighteen and twenty-two seconds on the play clock. And that has allowed Alex Smith to not take the playcock all the way down, get the right protection call, uh, and look at his reads without the defense then in the last five seconds throwing him some crazy look that he didn't see before. When the Chiefs were slow getting out of the huddle, then teams would wait until the last very last second, and the Chiefs had to snap it to avoid a delayed game, and they would give some different look. A safety would fly into the box, or they would blitz, a safety or sh- or switch their coverage looks. That's changed now with the Chiefs getting out of the huddle much quicker and even at, uh, snapping it quicker. The second thing it's done is it allowed Andy Reid to have more of an influence on the entire team. Uh, the offensive line has changed its blocking schemes largely in part to Andy, who was an offensive lineman, to work with Andy Heck and changing things around. And basically the Chiefs, instead of deliver, are, uh, taking the blow, are delivering the blow on the offensive line. And then two... Uh, with defensive coverages, Andy can play. He could be a defensive coordinator for the other 31 teams in the league. And defensively, there have been a little nuances, a few changes, that have helped this team be really good over the past three weeks.
1: It's, uh, I, I love this, uh, this stat that I saw earlier this week from Adam Teicher. The Chiefs starting a rookie quarterback, first time they haven't done it in a non-strike game since Steve Fuller in 1979. That's before my time. Uh, help me out there.
5: Yeah, it's, I mean, that's a netty staff stat
2: in and of itself. But
5: the Chiefs, gosh, if we go back to when they were in contention with, uh, you know, when Marty Schottenheimer changed things back in really starting in 1990, he didn't go to the playoffs in 99, They always had the Lisa quarterback. I mean, Steve DeBerg. then it was Dave Craig, then they go to Joe Montana, then it's Steve Bono, then it's Elvis Gerbach, then it's Trent Green. Uh, from Trent Green, then they tried to go young when Herm was here, and but you know they didn't draft Tyler Sigpen and Damon Heward. and then when uh, uh, Peoli and, and um, Todd Haley were here, it was Matt Hassel. Well, finally here's a guy the Chiefs trade up to get in the first round who will get the start in this game. So you can give you that historical reference, but the Chiefs are more worried about what's going to happen in the future. There is some excitement when you think about the
0: talent of Patrick
5: Mahomes when you add to the fact that the Chiefs are only the second team in NFL history. Now, get this, with a 4,000-yard passing quarterback in Alex Smith, an over 1,000-yard receiving tight end in Travis Kelsey in a single season, an over 1,000-yard wide receiver in Tyreek Hill, and an over 1,000-yard rusher in Kareem Hunt, all of those guys, Trent, are just beginning to, to hit their prime are not even there yet. This isn't a bunch of older guys that are, you know, putting up stats late in their career. So you get a young quarterback who's surrounded by those weapons, and there's more coming. And that's why people in the Chiefs' kingdom are excited. This could be one of the most dynamic offenses in the NFL over the next three to five
2: seasons.
1: Mitch Holt is the voice of the Kansas City Chiefs. Kansas City Chiefs games home and away all season long through the playoffs right here on 1700 well mitch before you go uh we'll talk pizza here in a moment but uh the chief's kingdom show that you guys have here we broadcast as well here on 1700 a great moment with uh, cameron black explain the story uh if you can just a little bit to our listeners
5: well the kansas city star broke the story saturday night uh on video and then sunday they had the article but cameron is a blind young man you can actually 28 years old, he has a wife and a little girl who has the same condition he has. In fact, she had surgery this week. But there was an article that absolutely floored me. It's, it's emotional talking about it. But if people can find it, even if you're a Viking Bears or Packer fan, it, it's worth a look. But it, it's basically about me being this guy's eyes and how deep it has become for him and how much it means to him. And it basically stopped me in my tracks. And so it was part of my open. I read everything for Sunday on Saturday night because of it. And then Cameron was on the show. Uh, and the first time I've ever met him, there's something called Alpha Point here where they take visually impaired or, or blind people and they give them meaningful jobs. And anyway, Cameron moved here and he wanted to be part of the Chiefs. He thought the Chiefs were a big deal here. I want to be in the Chiefs' kingdom. And he didn't really like football, but he goes, if I'm going to live here, I better like football. And that's how he just kind of started. And that's where the story begins. But it's really well written by Sam McDowell of the Kansas City Star. Um, but I'm telling you, it got right to the core of my soul. So, yeah, it's a very emotional m- emotional piece.
1: and uh, Very cool uh, from you and, and having him out there. Just, just a great moment and a big thank you to, I know, a lot of people around here have been talking about it as well. And certainly a big story. Down in KC. With that, Mitch, we are running short on time. But, well, yep. regardless, uh, it, it's freezing cold. Pizza. You need pizza. Well, New delivery Year's Eve man.
5: parties. Come on. New Year's Eve parties. Yes. People have figured, come on. I said it's you know red and green are the colors of Christmas, and that's the colors of Papa John's. But these New Year's Eve parties, if you really want to have, hey, Trent, you had the best party ever, uh-huh. then you would have Papa John's there. No doubt. I'll say this, too. They probably got more varieties of their pieces of Papa John's with the Donaldson's And the Chiefs will probably play in this game Sunday. Do you realize the Chiefs could only play 35 players in this game? That's what they did in 2013. I mean, West Des Moines Valley will play 35 (laughs) in the JV game. Yes, Johnston will have more than 35. The Chiefs played 35 guys in the last game of 2013. They could try to do that again this Sunday.
1: Looking forward to it. We'll be listening to your call, and we'll be talking next week about the playoffs. That sounds good, too.
5: Yep, Happy New Year, Trent, and go Cyclones and go Northwestern Wildcats tomorrow against the evil heathen Kentucky Wildcats.
1: <laughs> the wrong Wildcats, right? Right. All right, we'll see you, Mitch. Okay, bye Mitch Holtis, the voice of the Kansas City Chiefs, he joins us Thursdays here during football season on 1700 KBGG. And with that, the show's over for the day. You don't have to go anywhere, though. I'll be back with Jim Brinson here in a couple hours. Take you on your drive home from 4 until 6 o'clock. we got Tiki and Tierney giving you the national perspective from 2 until 4 o'clock. It's all here on 1700 KBGG. Big thank you to all the great guests for joining me here today. We'll be back at it at 4 o'clock. Jimmy B and TC on 1700 KBGG.
0: Your home and away voice for UNI football. 1700 KBGG.
1: 50 Northeast 14th Street in Des Moines, or online washersystems.com. Black and Cardinal Divide is the first website dedicated to the
0: Cy-Hawk rivalry. We cover both the Hawkeyes and the Cyclones.
3: This is Cody and I cover Iowa State
0: and I'm Derek, his younger brother who covers the Hawkeyes.
3: We'd like to encourage you to jump over to bcdivide.com. Tune in Wednesdays and Thursday nights as we will talk all things Cyclones and Hawkeyes.
0: Jump over to bcdivide.com. Join us for daily banter and our social media pages at bcdivide. As brothers and fans of different teams, we grew up with a heated Cy-Hawk rivalry within our own family.
3: Join us at bcdivide.com to embrace the rivalry.
0: The Animal Rescue League of Iowa is your local animal shelter. When you give to the ARL, you're providing much-needed care, shelter, and love to Iowa's animals who have nowhere else to turn. This holiday season, consider giving to animals who want nothing more than to find their forever home. The need is now. The need is local. Please donate today at givearl.org. That's givearl.org. Thank you.
1: The season of giving
2: is over. But Levi's and Kohl's remind you that the season of getting has just begun. Thanks to all the holiday gift cards and cash you collected. So get to Kohl's right now and get yourself the Levi's you love at incredible prices. We're talking men's Levi's 501 original and 505 regular jeans. And for women, Levi's 711 skinny and mid-rise skinny jeans at special prices. But these deals won't last long. So get to Kohl's and Coles.com while the getting is good.
0: Hi, this is Craig Hodson, Vice President and Market Manager of Cumulus Media Des Moines. Cumulus is a proud supporter of the Des Moines East and South Chamber of Commerce. The Chamber promotes economic development to strengthen their members' businesses and enhance the quality of life in Des Moines. Please join me in welcoming and supporting these new members. East Des Moines Body
3: Shop, Kishat Warren Family Law, Bankers Trust Company, Downtown Branch, IEBT Sports, Junk King Des Moines, Arcveo, Angry Goldfish Pub and Eatery, Big Owl's Barbecue Southside, Connett Services Heating and Cooling, Wells Fargo Home Mortgage, Ingersoll and Army Post, Pet Supplies Plus, Trixie's Aveda Salon Altoona, and Sam and Gabe's at the Lion in Urbandale. The Des Moines East
0: and South Chamber of Commerce and Cumulus Media wish to thank these new members. Learn more about the Des Moines East and South Chamber of Commerce online at DSM Chamber.org. Do you need Duracell
4: batteries this coming holiday season? Maybe not. Maybe you could trust
1: your kids will be just as happy without them. Maybe you could trust they won't remember you as the parents who spent this Christmas morning driving to a mini mall
4: to get the batteries you forgot while wearing a robe. Or...
1: You could just trust Duracell and buy them right now. Show them you love. Show them you
4: care. Gifts sent as cash. Your gift gets there. Come to a store. Their heart will soar.
0: Best gift is cash. Gifts they'll adore. Get your gifting needs wrapped up today with Western Union. For $5, send up to $50. For pickup at over 43,000 U.S. agent locations. This is sending the best gift of all. This is Western Union. Fees and taxes may vary by price.